Welcome everyone to an episode of the Definitive Crusade. I am your host as always, joining the machine, Hughes, and joining me this time around, not one, not two, but three co-hosts. Guys, get yourselves in here. Let's see. We have Matthew, we have Josh, and we have Freya. Woo! Oh, hey. She waves. She can wave. I do. I can do things sometimes. She waves. I was, I was going to make a joke like I did, like the dab. Josh did his walkout thing. I was like, and Freya has a V2. But then you waved. And I was, I was thoroughly. Yeah, I can, do, I can do very simple things right now. <laughs> Sweet. That's cool. Oh, I'm kind of concerned because if, if the pick is bad, she could literally go, hey, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> To be, to be fair, we could, dude, we can all do that. That's yeah, that. we can all do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> He's only just got back, man. Come oh, on. Hey. <laughs> He's out of there like the Broncos in the playoff race. All right, okay. <laughs> before we get <laughs> before we get started on our comics uh, this week, I think we have to do a little bit of celebration. I'm afraid. Um, mm. This week, it was announced the Comic Book Company of the Year through Corporate Livewire Global Awards. Uh, it went to Comic Crusaders. Comic Crusaders, as you know, is our Yay. sister show, our, our, I suppose, our, our first, our original. It's how, where we cut our teeth before we started doing UCPN and all it the It was the there. Umbrella Corporation. That wasn't. So, um, before we get to all about the books, I just want to say... Um, as editor-in-chief of Comic Crusaders, a big thank you to everyone involved and a big well done. Guys and girls, we couldn't do this without you spending the time, the effort, the word space, the spelling mistakes that I've got to correct, the grammar, you know, the images <laughs> I've got to add, and all that sort of kerfuffle to make uh, Crusaders what it is. And you know what? It's been an absolute blast, and it remains an absolute blast. So, uh, Comic Crusaders, well done, everyone. Woo. Cool. Now that's yeah. done. Batman bottle opener, bottle of beer. <laughs> hey, look, we had to include Batman at least some point in this episode. Uh, this is really nice. <laughs> Johnny, tell us how you really feel about uh, Bring on the books. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I could have picked uh, it. I could have. Yeah, we could have picked one. Uh, no, I'm not going there. Let's go. Let's just stick with the ones we were stuck with. All right. All right. right, 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 all right. right okay. Um, first up, if I'm allowed to say ladies first in today's modern society, is Freya's Choice. Uh, Freya's Choice was The Nice House on the Lake, book number three. Um, to give you some heads up, some dates, this is written by James Tinian IV taking a break from everything that's Batman. Uh, Alvaro's Martinez Bueno. Um, colors by the fantastic, always impressive, no matter what she's doing, Georgie Belair. And letters by Andwell Design. There you go. So, book three. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Freya! Uh, okay, so... Educate said, us. <laughs> it's really not that complicated. You can pick it up from just reading the book. Um, he Danny was... said you had gone wrong somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, maybe read sometimes, Johnny. So I, I really just chose this because um, it's a nice little step away from superheroes. 
yeah. So essentially, they're stereotypical horror movie. They're stuck at this house. Um, yeah. So essentially, they're friends, and I don't know exactly how caused the end of the world, and he's trapped all of his friends in this house, and he's kind of watching them like the Truman Show. Um, but one of them just can't seem to, you know, relax, and he's, you know, being pissy at everyone for no reason and they're just trying to you know live life and enjoy staying at this nice nice lake house with boats and all the movies in the world and a theater and shit and he's like no we have to escape to the outside world where everyone's dying because i'm a party pooper and you just freaking i'd be like fine just leave but he can't but you know i'd be like fine you don't get to stay in the house you can stay in the woods then you little for everyone else just because you have issues i just want to know that it's like me that tells people how i really feel really (laughs) we review like that really well (laughs) okay well like you said the art is uh the coloring and everything is really well done um from the beginning i'm just gonna call it the douchebag that just can't seem to relax at the lake house he's probably gonna kill everyone And I'm just calling that right now. He's probably going to be a cause of everyone's death because he can't freaking chill out and just be like, well, I mean, at least it's better than being out there writhing in pain and agony and dying. You know, I'm stuck with these people, but at least it's a mansion, you know, the huge forest around it that I can wander off to. But no, he's got to go on an adventure. And probably ruin it for everyone else who's just like, yeah, this sucks, but whatever <laughs> you know? uh, you just killed it yeah Got i was it? like uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I wish i could i had drums to do a little rim shot for you but i don't so all right okay um all right so where should we go next matthew uh okay um is it is it a nice house on the lake it is a nice house on the lake right. it is a that's, nice that's, house that's um as always, I think Frey is a bit harsh, <laughs> but oh, uh, sorry. really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I didn't say I didn't like the book. I liked it. I'm just saying the main character is a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing, though, is because if if you read if you read the book, you find out that he did the guy who put them in this box. He spoke to for a total of one month. He doesn't actually know this guy. He, he's not actually friends um and the world may have ended but for some reason with these people he's been put in a box and he's being watched like the truman show it's it's kind of offsetting and so so of course he's freaking out um he's trying to figure out like what's the limits of of this box that we're in uh what is the meaning for all these like symbols and puzzles and things that this guy is put in with this box um and he's he's actually terrified that the guy is a psychopath and is going to kill them mm-hmm. rather than keep them protected because at one point he's, he tries to go back into the house after walking around the forest and he can get in and so he starts screaming he's like you killed them didn't you why did you kill them because he thought that all of his friends and people that he knew that were alive in the box were dead because this guy killed them and so he's scared. All that, right, okay. That was, kind of, that was kind of my take on it. 
you know and right. I, th I think i think what he's doing is the most logical thing because as we saw when he came down the steps in the morning they're eating breakfast they're cooking eggs and whatever and well what else not where the eggs come from he hasn't seen any chickens how do we know they have uh, unlimited supplies how do we know that uh life inside this box is going to last forever hmm i i can't believe it we've actually got a, 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 who just thought we put logical thought into a comic book story i know where, it's actually the, a good did, book where did the eggs come from you see, mm -hmm. when, when, when a boy chicken and a girl chicken. <laughs> that's not true, though. That's not true, Johnny. <laughs> Chickens lay eggs regardless. That's the thing. Oh, right. So what you're saying, chickens mm. are promiscuous. All right, okay. No, no. Now I'm getting where you're coming from. No. Matthew, I didn't know this about you. No. Whole, <laughs> you know what? That brings a whole new meaning to the saying that chickens get laid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> we all know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever smokes first. All right, okay. <laughs> Josh, please add some sanity. Okay. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person there, friend. All right. So I actually enjoyed this book. Mostly because it something about the black label books lately have really had an indie feel. Mm -hmm. Both in the writing, but also in the artwork. Mm -hmm. I love the grit and the just the way that the colors are. They're bland, but they still pop off the page. And so, as far as the book is concerned, I thought it was a great balance of both writing and and artwork. Mm -hmm. As for the egg debacle, I don't know. Um, honestly, I'm going to have to side with Freya. I think it's, you know, the douchebag is going to kill them all. He's just... <laughs> lowering their defenses to make them feel comfortable so that when he does go in for the kill mm -hmm. they're screwed yeah and um, <laughs> you must be yorking yeah oh. <laughs> and uh like like you said though before um well not you josh but um the main character may not have known uh the guy who put them in there but the people the other people did like they knew him longer and they're like he wouldn't let us starve so I don't know. Would this guy who's only known him for a month know his character better than his friends who've known him for years? I think the fact that he doesn't know is why he's scared. Yeah, but you should take cues on like people who know them a little bit more because you don't know the person, but they know the person. Be like, okay, well, you know, people who've known him for years say he won't let us starve, and like, you know, they have a better, you know, <laughs> they know more than I do. So but people have been wrong. That's true. True, but I, at the end of the day, I think, uh, yeah, the douchebag can't be trusted. <laughs> no. So, I I think supplying the food and and everything they need is just creating a false sense of security, um, which will inevitably lead to their stereotypical horror story death. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So. Interesting. So different, loads of different things. This is a bit of a talking head book for me. Um, I haven't been reading any of it before, so coming into this, we're, co we're, we're cold, kind of puts you way behind the curve on this. Mm -hmm. um, 
for me, it feels like a little bit of the shining in there mm. because they're kind of stuck in one place. It's very claustrophobic, as great as the hotel is and the shining is, you know. And trust me, if I had to sit and watch Disney all the time, that would send me bonkers as well. Um, it doesn't have to be Disney. <laughs> no, she does say times, we don't have to watch a Disney movie. <laughs> Just saying, it had to be something comedy, right? Um, all right, so um, puzzles, symbols, boxes. Are they not already dead? Is this not a lost thing already? I don't know. As I said, this is like book three for me. So I'm kind of, what's going on? I, I do like the fact that Tinian does work for DC other than bat stuff massively. Mm -hmm. I think Tinian is, is following Snyder's um, model in becoming so bat-oriented DC need him because, hell, DC need Batman. But that gives him the power to do some of this indie stuff. Uh, Josh, you're absolutely right. This book, The Art, uh, by uh, Alvaro Martinez Bueno, is independent all the way through. When you think that Alvaro's done a lot of stuff for Detective Comics, Batman, a whole host of DC books, this is kind of like a nice change of pace. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I will shout out the cover. If you look closely on the cover and you kind of give it a little bit of a zoom in, it has like that oil painting texture to it that mm -hmm. I really quite liked. I thought that was quite quite clever. Um, overall, do you know what the problem is? And this is probably the same for another book down the line. As much as as much as I give uh, Crusaders lots of kudos at the start of the show, it's their fault. This this past two weeks, I've read. Um, what have I read? I've written it down. I've read Lucky Devil from Dark Horse. I've read The Me You Love in the Dark from Image. And then I've read the last book you'll ever read. It's like I've been in, I've been situated in Horror Central. I'm just mm. like I can't deal, I can't deal with another horror book right now. I, I think everybody's wanting to just take a break from like all the superheroes though, because it because it, that's all we discuss mm -hmm. about. That's all we talk about. Those the majority of the books have been released is yeah. superhero. Yeah, yeah. but if dead. you if you get in the rut of constantly reading the same type of book, um, and and we'll see that a lot in the independent circuit where there will be waves of certain types of books. And lately there have been more horror type books. I don't know if that's because of this, of what's kind of going, excuse me, what's going on in the world right now that we need a break from reality, but still want to get the jump scares or kind of the mind type of books um mm -hmm. but I, i'm with johnny on this that on the indie side there have been an increase of of horror books so i, I do side with him on that that it's like really another one mm -hmm. and the other thing to consider and this maybe is i mean indie take their beats from the main co main uh publishers as well you know dynamite have started doing the red sonia black white and red book mm -hmm. it's like she, you know, and now they're doing there's, there's got to be some multiverse books coming out there's, you know there's a couple already everyone's doing multiverse um maybe horror is just a new thing i don't know i honestly don't know but you know what i, I kind of agree with freyra on this this isn't a bad book i think it's just a bad for me it's just bad timing if i'd read this fresh i'd be like oh i'm intrigued but because i'm i'm now when i read this i was four horror books in i was like yeah i'm done i'm, I'm, I'm done now so um but you know, hey ho. Yeah. There you go. Um and speaking of horror books, next up 
is uh, Josh's choice. It's not quite a horror <sighs> book, but oh, 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 there is some horror in it. It is horrible. Um, so <laughs> just because it has red hood doesn't mean you guys can bash on it every time. Right. All right. Okay. I'll tell you what. Yeah. All right. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll go last again as always. Don't stress. Oh, all right. Man. All right. I'll balance the the books. All right. Suicide Squad, Get Joker, book number one. Um, also a black label book. It is written by Brian Azzarello, art by Alex Malev, who the last time you would have seen Alex Malev was on the event Leviathan uh, stuff in the Superman. That was going back about 18 months. Uh, colors from Matt Hollingsworth, letters by Jared K. Fletcher. So, more Joker. More Jason, and look what happened to him. Josh, take it away. <laughs> okay. So, you know those moments when you have an instant regret? Oh, so... That, uh, that, that is me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have an instant regret. I have an instant regret I've only got one bottle of beer. So that's, uh, I'm regretting that right now. So, okay. I think by this time, if you don't know that... Jason Todd was killed by the Joker. <gasps> I mean, I don't know where where you are. I mean, it's now to the point where we're going to add this to the line of Bruce's parents were shot. Uncle Ben was shot. Who? What other parent? Oh, Jarrell dies because Krypton blows up. I mean... <sighs> I, I'm really, really, really getting tired of constantly having to get different variations of Jason's origin. Now, I I don't know how I feel about Red Hood being recruited into the Suicide Squad. Um the only determination that I could honestly make is that this book could eat a big bag of dicks. <laughs> Are you saying if there was a whole bunch of dicks there behind you, that you would go and eat them? I feel like this. Hey, I feel like this gummies. book. Oh, I, I feel like this book. This book went all over the island to eat a whole big bag of dicks. Um, <laughs> Now, now that I, I I told you guys before the show, I was going to use the line from Suicide Squad to describe this book, and I feel I have done that effectively. <laughs> now, the artwork, I don't know if it's just the style right now with DC Books, but it's taken that grungy appeal or that grungy look. Does it work for this? Eh, maybe. But the fact that we get a rehashing of Jason's origin, he's now part of the Suicide Squad. Uh, you're, you're taking two things that we're all tired of and mashing it together, and now we're really going to get tired of it. Well, you know, whilst I agree pretty much with all of what you've said, not everybody is sick of this. Because, I mean, let's give credit where credit was due. I know we take the mickey, and I'm really sorry about that. Well, when I say I'm really sorry, I'm maybe just a little bit sorry. But but Matthew absolutely loves Red Hood. I do. Jason, Jason Todd's his, his 
his go-to guy. You and, know, so maybe, and you know what? And we're not going to judge him for poor life choices. <laughs> Ouch. So, so, it's okay, Matthew. You'll you'll probably get me later. It's fine. At least I so, have hair. So, so oh. I, I'm, I'm going to give so I'm going to give some love to to Matthew. You know, this is this is his this is his his Good neck of the Josh. woods. This is his neck of the woods. This yeah. is his friend. So you know, instead of you know bashing the book like we're all about to do anyway, apart from Matthew, why don't we hear from Matthew? Matthew, I think I'm going. To, I think I'm going to give. Tables. I think I'm going to give all of you a really well surprised but i despise this book who is that i know right look you're not wrong i love jason todd i love red hood i love the story i love the edginess of them love everything about the character i am also getting really tired of constantly seeing jason just the reiteration of the story of jason dying coming back to life and going through the hero process i want a continuation of this story not a recap that's a shout i mean this is a black label book matthew so this is going to cost you five in excess of five dollars so unless i mean matthew's a huge todd fan so he's going to know all this stuff mm -hmm. is it worth is it worth matthew spending five dollars on a book on a story that he already knows what happened yeah I, I I don't think it is now. If if it had started out with him, like if you if we had skipped all this recap, if we had skipped all this recap, and we started out with Jason Todd being put into um, uh, uh, the squad, into the squad, yeah, then yeah, I would have been a lot more interested because that's a different take that I'm not exactly used to. Is Jason Todd being in charge of the Suicide Squad? As 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 much of an idea that is as much i'm not a big fan of it i'm interested i'm interested to see how it goes uh, especially when you get further on in the story and you see you know he's realizing that everything's a setup and going on and forth. <coughs> spoilers sorry um but the books out now everyone's fine <laughs> yeah it's just it's just yeah like i feel like the first three four pages could have been something a little bit more progressive than just recapping his story all right. Okay. So I was I was very I was when I first picked it up I was like Red Hood yes let's go another story and then I was immediately disappointed because it was a recap. Well, you know, I, I'm not a big Jason Todd fan, but I don't think Jason's been served particularly well recently. I mean, the Future State Gotham book that wasn't yeah. the greatest version of of Jason Todd. Now he's in this again, not the greatest version of Jason Todd. So. You know, I feel sorry for the Jason Todd fans, and there are lords out there, you know, who are getting kind of. Kind they're of not here. They're not yeah. here, but they're right. they're. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even this book is it has a little bit of passive aggressiveness about it in the first couple of pages, where he says a lot of people said I should die. He's like being passive aggressive about the guys that voted for him back in the day. Mm -hmm. So, um, cool, Freya. Hmm. And Johnny. Mm. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Matthew. Sorry, Matthew. Is there any more to say, Matthew? Oh, yeah. No, I was saying like she gave her input. She she just did the mm, and so we moved on. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, I can I can give more. I was just I, oh, I know. was I know. hoping I you could like, finish your turn. <laughs> I felt like that mm, was very was very uh poignant. Well, I, well, yes. I'm hoping I'm hoping um, Frey is going to say something about something. I I do actually enjoy the gritty artwork. I, it reminds you know it's the old style uh, thing. Uh, I kind of 
story wise, if if you if it was a Suicide Squad story without the Red Hood, I would be low key interested in it because you know they're trying to kill the Joker, and then it's a setup and go to figure out uh who's the inside man, how do you figure things out? I'd be kind of interested in seeing it. Would it be well, worth the five bucks? That, <sighs> but that, before we get to Freya. Mm-mm. Isn't this exactly the same storyline in Joker, the story itself, where James Gordon's going to kill the Joker? True. I mean, come on, True. DC Editorial, get more than one story idea, goddammit. True. But then they'd have to not have the wheel to spin uh, and choose. Yeah, that's it. Isn't that how you pick your books, though, Freya? Yeah, I line them up and I chuck darts <laughs> at them. <laughs> right. <laughs> As we read them digitally, that means there's a lot of monitors go wonky in Freya's house. She's trying to read the books and has to like make up part of the words because there's just holes yeah. in them. Uh, Freya, take it away. What did you think of this book? Oh, uh, yeah, hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I could pass you a beer, Freya, I would pass you a beer. Even though it's half drunk, it's my last one. <laughs> Speaking about a big bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when I heard Red Hood, I didn't because you were talking, oh, it's Red Hood story. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> no. So but then he started out with a monologue, which is one of my ultimate pet peeves with this six. I'm like, here's the thing. If you know who this character is, and even if you don't. We don't need to know about your little origin story anymore. We're reading um, this story now. So I don't care about what happened in the 1970s or, you know, the 80s or whatever. Because that was a long, long time ago. And, Watch what you're saying, young lady. Uh, well, no, I mean, with, like, <laughs> origin stuff and whatever. Because I don't need to see, you know, if every book with Bruce Wayne or with Batman start with like his parents dying, I would freaking not read anything that yeah. Batman in it. Isn't and, that um, how his movies start though? <laughs> yes, and that's unfortunate. But <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, I I absolutely hated it. Um, it kind of felt like they just threw Jason Todd in to prison just to say, see, he's he's not a good guy because only only supervillains are part of suicide squad so we got to make him in prison with all the others because you know and it's another thing which i brought up before with like justice league america i believe and um justice league dark why do we need someone from the big three families to be a part of every freaking squad is it because they don't feel like they can carry their own weight and they have to throw in a member of the bat family or freaking Wonder Woman or Superman of some sort into these, you know, alternate groups. Because some people are actually sick of the Bat family. And some people, like I saw on uh, Twitter, people, you know, complaining about the fact that all of the black label books seem to be Batman centered. And I kind of agree because it's annoying. <laughs> I love Batman, but can we, you know, do without? Because some people want to actually read Suicide Squad for the villains. Then at that point, take Harley out. Yeah, well, I agree. We should take Harley out because she's a she's she's a character. She's She's a little overdone character, kind of like the Joker, kind of like Batman. She's like freaking Deadpool for DC right now. She's so, but Deadpool's actually funny. You know, that's the main difference. And I freak, I just, I hate her. So, but also speaking of Harley. 
Oh, cool. I, just, I used to like her. I used to like her a lot, but now I absolutely despise Harley Quinn. But anyway, yeah, her chest, her boobs disappear, like, constantly. Like, when he first meets her in the cell and she stands up, she, I was like, what the hell is wrong with her body? <laughs> She's wearing a tube top, and, like, there's not even, like, the shadow line of, or, you know, like, when you're wearing a tube top or something. Your breasts naturally kind of like cast a shadow because they're not flat. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then they come and go. They're like, oh, gall. And then later on, when they're on, like, I think the worst one is the very first one when she's talking to, like, right there after Waller. And then it's just so bad. And then it, she gets chest and then she doesn't have a chest. And then, you know, it's just so bad and they put her in a tube top so it makes it look worse at least put some definition where her chest should be you know some shading or something you know, you know be art do art stuff you know to be honest alex malev um is very much a stylized artist he's not he's not what you would say um traditional superhero style art i remember looking at his stuff on the spider woman um book for migraines and i was like what's going on this this you know spider woman's got legs and figures and curves and this has absolutely none of that so you know i, I think it's just the kind of style i mean i kind of picked up when he sees um so banshee sat down he tries to put definition across the costume where a waist would be and, and it kind of works but it kind of doesn't in the same then so i get i kind of get where you're coming from definitely yeah okay. it's no 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 okay just, no like i could go through so much and nitpick like harley's hair and when they're running back to whatever i kind of stop that panel reading. there josh there that bottom panel there on that page up next to the crash panel so see how he's trying to define um, some yeah. sort of like waste there yeah mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And it's I'm just, sorry, but who falls like that when you're hit by a vehicle? Nobody. Uh, you usually uh, go under the vehicle. Just, I, I, just saying. <laughs> like the the way the body is, kind of looks like the action figure, where the arms and the legs are so stiff and they don't bend at the knee. Um, the only bend at the that, shoulder. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not gonna lie. Are those Rob Liefeld feet? Because that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's not let's not invoke the demon life though. All right. Yeah. Um, get... <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, when Joker came in finally at the very end of the freaking book, like this whole thing gets Joker. Yeah, he's in for like two pages. <laughs> no, past that when he's like clockwork oranging yeah. it up in the very mm -hmm. end. So, I was like, <sighs> go on. Just why why, are, why what's Definitely. the fascination of clockwork orange all of a sudden it was in a new space jam movie and now it's in freaking this and why does it I, look like he's wearing depends with suspenders <laughs> have you not have you not watched clockwork orange no don't just don't but honestly i'm surprised he didn't you know do the whole scene actually no i'm not surprised he didn't do the whole scene because he would have gotten some major black backlash because that's a traumatic scene to watch <laughs> Like, uh, okay, cool, right. So let's <laughs> let's close this out. Um, no way Waller gets caught flat footed. No way. Not in a million years. 
This is Amanda goddamn Waller. She does not get caught flat-footed like that. Not a chance in hell. That's poor ideas. Um, Freya, I'm a little bit disappointed in you because I noticed one of your nitpicks early on. Which one? In this, bu- in this book, all the swear words are blanked out. Yeah. Even when someone takes a dump or a yes word in the in the toilet, it gets blanked out. And then later on in the book, the word starts coming back. You mean and this then, shit? Yeah. And then on top of that, Silver Banshee uses a couple of different ver- words for the F bomb. And I'm mm. like, this is a black label book. This kids aren't going to be buying this. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna blank out the swear words, blank out the swear words. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put the swear it. words in, put the swear words in. Let's be consistent. Please. Mm. Maybe an editor, you know, took a lunch break halfway through the book. Uh, or maybe maybe, editor, maybe it was an copy. intern from Utah that had the uh, blank <laughs> versions. <laughs> Maybe you got confused with the things thinking this isn't the Jim Gordon Joker book. Let, let me go and find out what's happening. And then went right. and did this. So yeah, cool. All right, there you go. <sighs> All right, so two down, two to go. Well, two mm, down, kinda. one in a one at one in a bit to go. Um, so uh, heads up, we're going to go to one of our fantastic adverts. Um, I believe there is a new episode of this show coming out where there's gonna be some shenanigans some rage going on so um here you go check out the advert for this. The audio guy is going to be pissed. He, he most certainly is. I'm going to have a word with him. I, I really am. Mm. <sighs> I, bet he's a Patri- I bet he's a Patriots fan. Uh, <laughs> audio guy, go, go ahead and send all of your hate mail to Johnny at ComicCrusaders.com. Thanks. What? Come on. You can't take the no, All right. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I'm excited for for this upcoming episode of the Jank Think Tank. Uh, Matthew yes. and I talk about the newest set and our favorite cards from the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Dungeons the, and Dragons! The, the D&D crossover set. Um, funny enough, after we recorded that episode, I actually pulled a couple of the cards that we talked about in the draft that I ended up doing. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Good times. Anyway, enough about magic. And back to comic books. Okay, so <laughs> ironically, magic plays a little bit of hand in this title as well. Who mm-hmm. thought it, right? All right. So, whose choice was this? Matthew? It was yours. This, this is, is DC Horror presents The Conjuring: The Lover Number Three. Yep, right, we so were talking about horror books, and so you know, I figured I'd pick this so, one too. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it on. On trend, yeah. So it's written by David L. Johnson McGoldrick and Rex Ogle. Uh, art by Gary Brown, 
colors by mike spicer and letters by becca carey there is a second story at the back uh, mm -hmm. which features the writing of tim seeley um yeah by kelly i wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for bernie wrightson jones <laughs> colors by georgie belair again and letters by becca carey pulling double duty there you go matthew take it away sir uh, so, uh, I picked this one up a couple episodes ago, uh, the Conjuring episode or chapter one, um, and introduced the first story that we're going to talk about. And then a second story, just like in this one, uh, the first one, uh, there's a college student who is trying to, um, come to grasp with the fact that, you know, either she's going crazy or something's possessing her or something. And so she's seen faces, she's seen something is terrifying her like there's one point where she's imagining all these bugs and insects crawling up over her in this chapter and she gets terrified she runs out and she finds uh, a friend of hers uh named kyle who then proceeds to try to uh uh you know find um, out if the comfort her first. <laughs> try to try to comfort her and all that and then she ends up like uh going through one of those uh um visions or illusions that whatever is in her mind give her and she once again gets terrified and she pushes the person that she thinks is attacking her away turns out she actually pushed kyle in front of a truck in front of a truck so it yeah well, it's been out it's been out <laughs> the book's been out um i i personally like this series i was very enthralled with the first one and kind of like uh, what Frey said earlier i i'm enjoying the break from the superhero uh trend that is going on i'm just every it's superheroes every which way that you look you know the zack snyder's cut of the dc movie um suicide squad just dropped you know uh almost every single comic book on here was you know batman superman uh justice league so on and so forth and so i was enjoying the little break and i wanted to take that uh take the horror book words are hard I was wanting to take a break <laughs> and go into the horror story that I had picked up a few weeks before. And so here we are. And then in the second book, it's talk the second book or the second story in this actually. Uh, how do I put this into words? Mm, it was good. I really, I really enjoyed the second story. <laughs> and it actually gave me my fill of horror because something about these clapping monkeys and these accordion monkeys actually freaks me out as a person same thing with like porcelain dolls they freak what, me out what about it's, the waving cat that one's okay that one's cute <laughs> that one's cute the lucky cat lucky cat's cute they don't have giant eyeballs that just stare at you at all at all times so uh i really like the story and the fact that it reminded me very much of like the old monkey paw story uh you know what i'm talking about nope where like uh, yeah the monkey's paw yeah the monkey paw where you can make wishes on it and uh the wish will come true but at, at a terrible price so like the old couple who end up with the monkey's paw wish for a million dollars and uh they get the million dollars but in in order for them to get the million dollars their son died in a plane crash and the company reimbursed them their son's life we got so, a worse version of that in wonder woman 1984. Mm -hmm. yeah so uh... so there was there was <laughs> so i really i really like both of these stories i really did yeah. um the continuation from where i picked up on the last one 
even though it was chapter three and I missed chapter two, uh, it didn't feel like I was missing much. Okay. Um, and then the second story, like I said, it gave me that nice little horror spook that I was wanting. All right. Okay. So um, let's see. Freya. Let's, yeah. We've, we've had Mr. Positive. So do you want to... Uh... Mr. Positive, Miss Negative. Let's go. Negative? Okay. I will try my best. Um, okay. I actually like this. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, I got one. I got one. <laughs> I don't Get hate everything. No, I, I like this. But then again, I am also kind of a fan of the Conjuring universe. But I will not disappoint you, Johnny. I will nitpick it. Um, so, yeah. First off, the faces. Um, I don't like how the faces are done. Um, her and her roommate kind of, to me, look like they have the same face. Uh, it's when the, like, page two or something, where the roommate's packing up and leaving. Where is it? Lay in the front. Lay. Where are you going, Johnny? Go forward. It's not me. Yeah, there we go. Like, they have the same face. I don't know why, but to me, it looks like they're the same person. But well, that, that's, that's Superman. Everyone knows who Superman is. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're from, really you're Superman. Like, what are you doing with that? There's nothing wrong with Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, and I don't know. I just, I, I'm still, you know, for uh, a girl who you know, was standing over her roommate with a pair of scissors, I would have, you know, expected her to be kicked out of school. But <laughs> whatever, the school wants to make money. So let's keep the potentially homicidal, you know, students around. But um, I did enjoy it. I do. I did like to see her progression into madness and the, the looming creature. Um, I also kind of liked her mom, the conversation she had with her mom and how much. Yeah, that, was uh, class. yeah. yeah that, made, was, that made me laugh. Yeah, I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, and you sounds like see... sounds like she ran my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because you can also see in that conversation her breakdown. Because she starts out like, I think she starts out calling her mom, yeah. and then she degrades into a child, starts calling her mommy. Yeah. In mm -hmm. it, so you can kind of see her mental breakdown right there. Um. Oh, so Kyle, I thought he was her boyfriend. Um. Until she started, until she friend zoned him at the very end. <laughs> Yeah, before she pushes him into the into traffic to get mm -hmm. killed. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's, the <laughs> that's the ultimate friend zone move. Oh look, yeah. bus. <laughs> <laughs> I really like you, but only as a casualty. Nine one one, what's your emergency? <laughs> so yeah, um, other than that, I oh god, I'm trying to nitpick, but. Yeah, hey, mostly it's just the faces. Um, also, the librarian being evil um, was no surprise. Like, the moment you meet her, she just kind of like, yeah, she's evil. <laughs> like, she fair, kind of like, dresses like a witch. <laughs> to be fair, there's only one cool librarian, that's Barbara Gordon. And that's going back some time. Hey, I know. I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, Giles. 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 Don't you diss Giles? He's awesome in tweet. You, you realize you, re, you realize Giles is about as British as. Oh, I know. know. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I still love him though. So yeah, and then um, honestly, just and then the second story. Um, who thinks it's a good idea to bite a child a creepy, freaking monkey doll like that? 
the same people who buy their children Furbies. Right. I had but, one of those. <laughs> but it's not it's not even the fact that he bought it. He found it and was like, huh, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, let's get my child a disease-ridden toy that I found on the side of the road. Yeah. Great parenting. <laughs> Hashtag helicopter parents. Yeah. Also, the child, the baby, uh, what page is this? 22? That is the ugliest freaking drawing of a baby I have ever seen in my life. It, like when he's in the crib and when he's not in the crib, I'm like, that is the ugliest child I've ever seen. And I've uh, seen some ugly body. babies. Yep, right there. Bam. Oh, oh right here. Right, right here. here. Yep, right, right there. there. You, you, realize now, <laughs> you realize now that all Freya's friends and family listening to this pod will be texting us saying, So, which one of us think, which one of our babies do you think is ugly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just. What do you mean, the ugly babies? <laughs> No, trust me. They know. I had a friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hashtag not, not getting the birthday present for my name. No, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. well, I want to say I have the turns. one the one thing mm-hmm. about the artwork that threw me off on this is that bottom left hand panel. It took me a solid like four minutes to figure out exactly what was going on there. Sure left you hanging, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't it, like. I was like, why? Is she, why is it showing us this thing of her laying down? It's a it's I, a terrible angle that they chose to draw it in. Like, yeah. It, at least at least they shadowed out <laughs> certain parts. Yeah, because heaven forbid we see what up what is up that dude's nose. Right. <laughs> Gosh. They could have had her in pants. Is all I'm saying. Like she didn't have to be in a skirt, but. Yeah, so the artwork, um, face-wise, no, it's uh, it's not good, <laughs> face-wise. Ugliest baby ever. I did actually also enjoy the guy's skin, his brain smashed in, but that was right. Um, that was like I like the, the with the bowling ball. I like the um, the morphed reflection in the ball. Pretty sure you wouldn't see your reflection of yourself with a bowling ball. Last time I went bowling it's was years ago. Polished. I was like, I don't remember them being shiny. <laughs> <sighs> it's like that scene in a uh, uh, Christmas vacation where he's just polishing the sled, <laughs> just polishing. And that's how the that's how the bowling ball got away. The dude was polishing it, and it slipped out of his hand and just went. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Okay, so was the AI nephew then, Freya? Um, maybe it's a it's a yeah. I'll read it, but I'm not gonna buy it and add it to my collection because the art bothers me a little bit too much. All right, okay. Um, cool. Josh, where'd you sit on this? So we'll, we'll start with the lover. I'm with Freya. And I think I even pointed this out when we first reviewed book one. I don't like the faces. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of how they did that. Um, I just character design on this is weird. Uh, the last time I saw a creepy library and a librarian like this, I think was in Ghostbusters. So I do believe that this is where Ray stands, Pete Venkman and Egon will come around the corner. So it is very highly probable. Um, I just, yeah, it's dark. It's gritty. It w- 
the story is not bad. Like to see the torment that this girl's going through, um, I think is captured very well. But unfortunately, the artwork distracts from the writing. Hmm. Now under the under the possessed doll and monkey. Yeah, I'm I'm with all of you. Who in the hell would buy their buy or pick up a toy like this? Like if you're doing this, you really need to change your life choices. I mean, this is just, it's creepy as hell. Um, I'm also with Freya, ugliest baby in comics. What's an aqua baby? Yeah, uh, yeah by far. Um, actually, that kind of looks like the um, the mad character. Um, don't be don't be talking about mad characters already. Well, did you, you see might- that face? That's what I attributed to. Yeah, it, it, I was thinking that the troll dolls, just without the pointy hair. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that this book. I feel the the art distracts from the writing, and as such, it's a pass for me. All right, okay. Um, I quite like the idea of this story, um, but I think Matthew's hit on a bit of a snag with this. We looked at issue one, we thought it was canny, we thought it was all right. We've missed issue two, and yet issue three, just we can just read it and pick up where we left off. Does that not tell you that there's something wrong with the person? And it's not even a Tom King book. Yeah, I, know, I was going to say, DC has some <laughs> issues with their pacing in a lot of their books. Yeah, so I feel, I feel I mean, like there was something important. I do feel like there was something important that happened in second issue, but the fact that it wasn't so consequential that I have to go back and read the second issue is, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's my issue with this book. I mean, it's supposed to be a horror book. It's supposed to be scary. So for me, the art can be a little bit off kilter and it's not going to have a massive impact because it's supposed to be that kind of like freaky style. Um, It's a, it's a, a horror book, so you know I'm I'm gonna give it a pass on some of the artistic choices. Is it my cup of tea? No, not really. I kind of I'm a little bit. Obviously, she's she uh, Kyle came and hit on her, and she's she has she she, she likes girls. She's in, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't like the I don't like the idea that re- the representation is that to like girls, therefore you must be possessed by a demon. I don't know if I'm reading it too much or if I'm reading too much or I've got the wrong end of the stick. And if I have, I genuinely apologize. But to me, is it? No. Why Why do demons and sexuality have to be tied together like that? You know, today's a free world, so we should be able to just exist and, and be happy with the person you love regardless. So that's my two cents. All right, there you go. I'm just... Uh- I'm confused that if he was his friends, why didn't he know he liked girls? She liked girls. Okay, because blokes, blokes don't think with the brains. All right, okay. okay. Lord, God, God gave us enough blood to run one head at a time. Yeah. And speaking of which, thinking about <laughs> Josh just immediately went. Ugh. <laughs> 
Am I wrong though? Am I wrong though? No comment. <laughs> so last stuff then quickly it's a bit of a shout out because it's been out a couple of while it's my shout out it's infinite frontier number three written by joshua williamson sit, sitting for the ride because here we go it's okay. she's back yes yeah there you go art by paul polita jesus marina tom derenick and zamanko norm rapperman rual forendex tom derrick Derenick, I can say again. Um, Zamanko's on inks. Oh, man, how many is that? Colors are by Romulo Fajardo Jr. <laughs> Letters are by Tom Napolitano. But the key point of all of that, check her out. She's back. Come With the boob window. Yeah. With the boob <laughs> window. Paula Girl is back. Come on. Um, there you go. I'm Thank excited. You, yeah, that's about the only good thing that happens in Infant number, Infant Frontier number three is that Paula Girl's back. I um, I looked at this. Now, for the guys in the UK, this is this week or the last week it has been when DC and Diamond have kind of parted ways. So there's a lot of comic book stores have been short shifted on Infinite Frontier number three. In mm. fact, my two local stores uh, don't have any of it. I had to go to uh, eBay to pick this up. All right, so expect in the UK prices for this book to potentially go up where demand far outreaches supplies. Because right. now the DC aren't part of Diamond, Diamond are under no obligation to give those issues uh, back as a shortfall. So if you get hands on this, go for it. Cool. There you go. Anybody else want to have anything to say about uh, Power Girl? Roy Harper, uh, he's in the book. She, I was going to say, she looks fantastic, but I'm also excited for the ad that they included in the book for Batman 89. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's due out today on the day that this pod goes live. <laughs> um following the 89 timeline so that'll be interesting to see um you know batman 89 has a lot of fans so there you go yeah excellent and there you go that's it three and a bit books what what do you want a power girl i know johnny's been asking for her to be back since i feel like we're talking about uh, rebirth yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) At least, at least, what are you talking about? Yeah, All right, okay, so um, there you go. That's another show done. Congratulations, everyone. A fantastic four has been in place. Well done. Um, so, Matthew, Josh, Freya, thanks for spending the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, and then don't forget to check out the UCPN for all your favorite podcasts, including uh, Matthew. The Jank Think Tank, where we talk about all sorts of Magic Gathering stuff, you know, deck tech combos and introduce gameplay. There you go. Josh? Flipside Focus, your home for all indie comics. All right. And even though they're on sabbatical, K Pop Cosmos. Yep. Still on there. Go check Josh, out the UCPN for all your previous <laughs> episodes. Go check them out. That'll get wet your whistle, ready for uh, its sparkling return. Yeah. There you go. Or not so sparkling, depending on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, I, leave, I, we'll leave the sparkles to the performers, shall we? Yeah, oh, yeah, just... all the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> all that glitters is K-pop. There you go. And, of course, <laughs> the old-timers comic book show where the hosts aren't old, despite what Freya says, but the comics most certainly are. <laughs> and then also make sure, you know, for those of you who have Android devices, go download the Comic Crusaders app. Yeah. 
where you'll get all your notifications of all the shows as they hit, as well as um, all the reviews that hit on the award-winning Comic Crusaders. There you go. All right. That's it. It's a wrap. This is Join the Machine Hughes saying adios. Adios. Bye.